0: Great. Right. Well, this morning we've got a, uh, the building launch, and so we are really updating you on where we've got to and uh, giving you information about where we're going with the building. So just to set in context, let's see. Everybody pray in tongues. Say, in Jesus' name, work. work. <sighs> Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Let, and it's even got a little pointy thing. Can, any, can you see that at the back? If I do that, can you see it at the back? You yeah. can't see anything at the back. Can <laughs> Actually, it's it's a lot bigger if I stand at the back because, of course, the further you get, the bigger the dot is. But anyway, so to give us a context for where we go in the next little while, because I know there's a few major announcements and I want you to put them all in context so you grasp them. On October the 2nd, so is that that three, three, four Sundays away? um, 10.30 a.m., we're going to move the Sunday morning service to Kingswood Academy, which is about another mile down the road carrying on past Cineworld um, uh, further Uh, towards, well, across the top of Hull. Uh, The reasoning behind this, well, there's several, one of them being uh, Emily was telling me that the kids' work is growing and that the screen here is often getting very full. So she had been saying to me for a while, I'm going to either be asking for a bigger screen or a second screen soon. Um, uh, As well as that, the tight, tight end times at the end of services, we wanted to give ourselves just a little bit more time to relax and kind of to gather to, and as you can see here, over in this picture, can anybody see the red dot where I'm pointing, is that big atrium. Down here is the entrance to the, the room that we'll be meeting in, and you've got this lovely open space here. We'll be able to hang out for an hour there, um, tea, coffee, etc., etc., and spend a bit more time together. And if the meeting goes over 10 minutes, it won't, won't matter, whereas it does matter here. They come running in and chasing us out, so they can play Fifty Shades of Grey after we've been in here. <laughs> And um, hallelujah. Don't worry about that. When Jesus touched a leper, he didn't get leprosy. He cleansed the leper. So don't get your theology the wrong way around, all right? And Where we are, we're the salt that makes things clean. Okay, so as soon as we walk in the door, the place is clean because we're the light of the world. You don't chase away the darkness, you just switch on the light, all right? So don't... If we're in a school, if you're in a night, many churches meet in a nightclub, many meet in coffee shops, many meet in cinemas, you, wherever you walk, get, get your faith into the right frame of mind. Make it biblical. You're the light. When you walked in, all the demons ran out because yeah. all the demons just thought Jesus just walked through the door. So they did a runner. Okay. So that's what happens. And um, so we're going to be moving in here uh, for what we hope is going to be a little less than a year. That's what we really hope with the with the pace that we're on and what we're aiming to. You know, these things always stretch. So don't go. You said, you know, exactly a year. I didn't say I said our hope is a little uh, less than a year. Did I say more than a year? A little less than a year. And uh, so lovely meeting spaces, lots of classrooms. And Lucy will be on the balcony. Uh, above the foyer uh for the weeks leading up to when we go across there with bus timetables and things like that if you want to know about buses she's got all the information the right bus numbers to take and the bus stops to get off at and things like that but as well we will be giving you more information addresses and stuff like that you you receive stuff in the post just to make sure we reach everybody and um and you'll grasp that so that's going to happen october the 2nd and there's just lots of little positives uh to that, One of them being, we're going to probably save in the region of about £10,000 across the year, moving over there, which really helps in this final year build up to our building. Okay, so are you ready for the building bit? Yeah. Now for the science bit, all right. Well, it kind of speaks for itself, so I'm just going to run through it. And, um, oh, it works. So work has begun, as we've already shown some of these pictures. That's the surveys beginning on the piece of land. You've already seen those, but it's really good. Just when Darren first showed me that, it was like, ooh. I actually think when we break ground, I might cry a little bit okay because it might if you think it's been long for you think how long it is for me trying to lead this blooming thing anyway so here we are it's been a right old journey but that's okay I've read lots of books and talks of lots of ministers that we're not on an unusual journey these these twists and turns happen but there it is it's beginning on the land and uh, we're moving forward into it now which is is really really great I want to give you a context for it our vision is to inspire revival to bring life wherever God sends us and to give you an idea of the shape and the pace uh, is that we are setting a goal for ourselves to be in 20 locations by 2020. To give you an idea, we're currently... So today, there will be six services in five locations today. So we're already on five, and we're working that across the next four and a half years or so, four years, um, we'll be heading into 20 locations, not with fully functioning churches in all of those. Some will be monthly outreaches. Some will be uh, weekly extension services where you just go and do a a once-a-week thing as we start to reach an area. And then others will be fully functioning campuses like Hull and Gould and Driffield growing. And we hope to begin to stretch out beyond just our region too. I was driving to York the other day and I salivated a bit as I arrived thinking, maybe, 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 come on, Lord. But so you understand why we make some of the decisions we do and where we're trying to go with our training and our staff shape and our structure shape and decisions. The context is this. It is not, let's build the biggest thing we can and gather everybody into Kingswood. Uh, we are here, as well as reaching Kingswood and the north of Hull, we are here for rapid church planting and church growth and people reaching. So we're, we're slowly turning ourselves, especially, this has only really been intensely for us one year that we've been into really beginning to reshape so that we can plant more regularly. And, uh, and so that's just beginning to happen. And you'll see that come about. But the building has to be within that context. A building is just a building. It's a box. But we need, because we live in England, a dry space to work from. Agreed? Uh, So, you know, open air meetings don't work in Britain very well. And uh, anybody go to one event? Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Glad it wasn't, it really rained, it really rained. It's funny when you sit near the front at one event and it starts to rain and you watch this river slowly crawl past the platform and you go, guess it's raining outside, you know, really. It was very, very heavy. But that's our vision and we want to bring life. We want to plant churches that see people healed and lives transformed and God moving and people walk in and go, God is in this place. That's what we're about, that God is alive. So wherever we go, we want to bring life. So why are we building? Let me put that in different words for you. A place for people saved and unsaved to encounter God. A place to care for and reach the local community around about us, especially here in the north of Hull in the context of this building. A place for gathering people from across the world to inspire revival in others, which we've done historically many, many times and that I'm actually missing the busyness of our conferencing while well, we've not got a big venue. Yeah, I tell you, there's so many great stuff I've had to turn down, but um but we'll 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 be able to gather people and have some great times in the new building. A place to broadcast from through TV, radio, internet. You know, wherever I go, especially radio, um, people say I was I was bedbound for Uh, for one and a half years, housebound for three years. One, even, I was bedbound for nine years and you were my church. And now they're healed. You know, so uh, the the power of being able to broadcast. A place for us to seek God and for us to know his glory, which is so powerful. If we ain't got it, we can never give it. So forget 20 locations by 2020. What are you taking to those locations? We need space to meet God and grow in God because if you're anything like me, you're not the finished deal yet. Is anybody like me? I I want my prayer life to be deeper. I want my experience of God to be higher. I want my knowledge of the Bible to be better. I want to keep growing. I I ain't going to stop. And I'll still be saying that at 87 years old and 97 and 137. So, Oh, it's going to be cheeky then, but no, a place to train thousands who will be sent on mission and church planting around the region, nation, and the world, and a place for the arts. And I want to bring up a, prof- a couple of prophetic words just because they've they've come to mind of late, and they've been quite specific, and I thought it's worth... Popping it in here while we look at this. These are a couple of important prophetic words, again, just to give us a shape of, of where we're going. This top one here, Sharon Stone, and if you know Sharon Stone, a very accredited, internationally renowned prophet, uh, said to Vicki and I, this new building will only be a church, but also a conference center. There's going to be a stage and a platform. There's going to be a need for demonstration and artistic example and dance and drama. I will revive it in the midst of you in the arts. Uh, That You can just imagine Sharon saying that last line. I will revive it in the midst of you. Um, But there's going to be a, a, a release of the creative. Revive Academy will have its own facility, a real academic center of learning and training with workers, staff, and students coming from across the globe to learn in this hub of education. Revive Academy will be known as a house of supernatural creativity. And the students coming through the training will have strategic influence and of course this is all beginning to be developed through uh, revive academy which is doing both our church leadership and the arts and all that kind of stuff but it's going to be a major place for training people uh, in the arts as well as all the outreach and the community and the church stuff that we will no doubt do um what have i got next do i need to preamble it where are we are let's just see should we just see what happens yeah, all right then. Okay. Um, anyone remember this? You might have been in the meeting. At one event, I think it was, um, Rachel Hickson prophesied uh, Hold until limitations lose. H U L L, Hull. Hold. Uh, She came and said, I just feel hold until limitations loose, that there's something going on um, with regards building, and you were in a time of holding. And she said it was like straining to open a jam jar or like an arm wrestle. It's not a passive holding. It's an active holding until there's release. And we have really sensed the release of late. And the reason we haven't kind of got up every month and said stuff – Practical things have gone on in the background. Design meetings and, and, and investigations have all gone on. But we have sensed the divine hold. And 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 I don't know whether you, whether you would see it like I see it. I don't know because of, of my interactions with everyone. But we've really changed in the last two years as a church. Yeah, yeah. We've really transformed. We've got that we are the church, not whatever building we're in. We are the church. And I feel like we've really been growing up and growing. God is now releasing us into the next phase, which is wonderful. Do you know it's been seven years since we started the building journey? Now, a lot of things go on. Let me give you things to watch. Three days, six weeks, 40 days, uh, three years, seven years, 500 years. I spoke about that one the other week, didn't I? You know. Um, there's something very powerful about seven years. I can trace all of my history through seven-year cycles. And seven years, even even biologically, is a complete change of you. You know that, don't you? You recreate, they say, every cell across seven years. So literally, you are physically a different you than seven years ago. Every cell in your body has changed. Um, and and I, that's true of the renewal of, 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 uh, of spiritual things, that there is a complete cycle of change goes on in seven years that transforms you. And I believe we just come to a point of breaking through and release. Uh, and so we're, we're ready for that. So... Let's look at the details. This it is a 2,000 square meter building. The main hall will seat 750 to 850. Stuart even thinks he's going to squeeze 900 in there, so we'll, we'll <laughs> let Stuart have his 900. You'll, you'll be like, "Yep, yeah, thanks, Stuart, you know. Uh, <laughs> Let's make it 8.50. <laughs> uh, be, be like Hero 6. <laughs> you know. uh, break, breakout rooms for administration, community, creative and children's ministries. Coffee shop and bookshop and in a spacious atrium. I'll show you bits of this uh, as we go along. Ample car parking. Isn't ample a good word? Ample car parking. I like that word. Space for future expansion and phases on, on the land. We've positioned it so there's space for future phases. So the two million pound project is, I said that quickly, is currently going... Going through planning stages, so slight adjustments may still occur. We're in the final phases of fundraising and planning, with building due to start in the coming months. Um, uh, oh, nothing happened. There you go. Okay, so just so you know, this is the land. At the top picture, uh, you see where the circle is here. So that's the piece of land, and in fact, this picture at the bottom is looking from this bridge, which many of you drive over. You probably drive over the bridge. We're sat in Cineworld down here. This is Asda over here. This is the second most important place in the world, Costa Coffee, just there. (laughs) The new next building is there. That's Kingswood House there, so this is our land. So there'll be lots of people as they drive over. We'll see the building on the land from the bridge, very, very visible. And we've we've actually positioned the building here in this corner in the end. And so when you look at the bottom here, looking from the bridge, we'll be here on this peak. Well, actually, let me make that bigger. We'll be there and uh, and uh, on the land. So, architect sketches. So you want to actually see? We've, we've essentially, if you if you saw how far we got. Um, when we were looking at this before. It is essentially a warehouse, uh, but we've tweaked it. The warehouse that we had was coming in at about 3 million, and we just, through discussion and counsel, which is one of the important things that you do, um I because of my position I get to know the real story be t- behind building projects and so I sit with the pastor and go so what did you overdo or what staff did you have to lay off because you overspent so getting this thing just right is really important it it's one thing to say faith but you need to know that faith goes right through your 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 church family and it's real faith and not presumption because we don't want to be in a place where we're stopping ministries and laying off staff because we've overspent so when God says do this you do it but if not you go well what would the right thing but what's the count we literally sat with the executive pastor of hillsong church globally and said this is who we are this is our income what should we be looking at and and uh, he confirmed essentially that we're right on the right track which is great you do the best you can with these things uh, but it is still a warehouse build and um and so here are the first architect sketches of it and um, that's my new audi s- <laughs> jesus name i speak it in the name of jesus I, I, I'm not overly chuffed with these sketches, but they give you an idea, don't they? The color isn't exact. I'm sure the grass is going to be greener. But, but essentially, if we come over to this one, which is my favorite one, you get the nice kind of 3D-ish look. So da- down here, you'll have the river in the bottom right hand of the, the screen coming through here. You'll drive in down the, down the bottom here. Obviously, parking is parking. They're delivering all the coffee for my mum right now, just there. There's my car, just there. There's the entrance into here. And uh, this, this here is the auditorium, and this side is, well, I'll show you in just an inside plan in a moment, but, but uh, community offices, big foyer, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, here, this is looking from probably over this side here, so you get the angle. Can you see this, this? If I go to the top picture, you see the slant there, a little bit reminiscent of the deep. Just, we just got the designers to put a little flourish in there. That, that I, I believe, will be lit up. Somebody told me. So that'd be quite nice there. And of course, as you can see, there's no signage on it yet. At the moment, we're MI5. We don't t- say who we are. Um, but the, so, this, the signage is currently being designed so we haven't even bothered to put it on. So we'll be that, that secret church. There is a church. Do you, I don't know if you know it. There is a church in the, in the city where you go and there's a, there's a plaque on the door and it says, you know, um, if you wish to visit this church, call such and such a number. And I mean, that's for meetings. Oh, wow. as you know. And they'll, they'll allocate you a seat for when you arrive and stuff like that. So... Um, scary. Anyway, uh, so I'll just let you bask in the glory of our, our blue thing. (laughs) And, uh, but essentially it's, it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse. Now what, what we got next? All right. Some plans. All right. Let me, let's go to the ground floor. Then you're walking in the foyer at the bottom and this is all open plan, um, Atrium foyer, whatever you prefer to call it there with a coffee shop and a little bookshop and meeting area into a main hall, which will seat Stuart's 900 hour 850. And um, now it's actually designed so that it, it can act, The stage could be here as well at the top. You wouldn't spin it every week, but if you want to spin it for a year, you could. You just re-fly the stuff and, and spin it around for a different feel, which is great. And then you've got the meeting rooms, which, of course, show the seating. But actually, on a Sunday, there'll be big open spaces for kids' work and stuff like that. And then you've got storage. You've got the all-important toilets, the most important thing in the world. I just thought bushes outside would do. And blokes, we're next to a river. That would have done me. But apparently, it won't get past planning, so we've got to put toilets in. So we're putting toilets in. And then you'll walk up these steps here, and you get a mezzanine area, which is about 400 square metres. OK, if you want to understand measurements, because I know, well, you've said a measurement. I don't know what that feels like. So Briddington Avenue is about 1,000 square metres. This, in total, is about 2,000 square metres. Better use space, so it will feel slightly bigger than, two times bigger than Brid-Ave in every way, higher, broader, etc. cetera. Um, and then you've got 400 square metres there, and in fact, a little bit more than that. Am I right there? He's he's moved. Nearly 500 upstairs, I'm being told, okay, which I know it's a bit blurred, but actually don't take too much note of that because that is a rough sketch and that will change as we go along. Because it could be actually that we build all of downstairs and the mezzanine is left kind of quite blank to begin with. Essentially, it has to be there because in case of flood, everybody's supposed to run up there. So it, it's all the new flood regulations. So that's why that gets put in there. But essentially, that might be uh, the, the fitting out of what rooms and how rooms and just where and what configuration will adjust slightly. But it'll be a lot of counselling rooms and administration centres and more meeting rooms and stuff like that for as we need it. Um, that's it. Wow. It's just a space. It's uh, so why build? Well. The real little bit inspirational bit now for a moment. Why build? You'll all you'll all get um, some brochures as you leave. They're, they're printed sheets. I've got to be honest, we're doing this dead, um, just practical, cheap. Just We're going to give you sheets of paper with those pictures on, and we've put a little website up that you'll get the link for uh, this week so you can keep up with details and all the latest news and things like that. Um, but we're just, we're just getting on with it, okay? So we don't feel we need to hype it up at all. We're just doing it. So um, we're not spending on expensive brochures and things like that. So why build? Well, the obvious one is, of course, growth. You just want to be able to grow so that we can reach more lives and reach more people. That's the simple one. But let's give some some other parts to it. We build as an, expre- as an expression of seeking God. Look at this verse, 1 Chronicles 22, 19. Now devote your heart and soul To seek in the Lord your God. Begin to build the sanctuary of the Lord God. Let's get right back into uh, the very root of humanity. Humanity often go to any culture around the world. We'll want to build something or put something up to say we're going to seek. And I've got to be honest with you, any God, it's just there in the DNA of humanity. To In their village, in their town, in their city, near their home to I'm going to put up a chapel. I'm going to put up a temple. I'm going to put up a cathedral. I'm going to create a shrine. I want a place to seek God's blessing in my life. It's right there in the root of who we are. And in these days, when the skylines of our countries are starting to see mosques go up, we've got to understand that we can't be so new covenant and not into taking ground and claiming ground that actually we don't build anymore. We need to realize that in the center of this Kingswood community in the north of Hull, we are putting a place for people to come and seek God. We're putting a little point on the earth where we say, we will gather and call on the name of the Lord. Now, God was often silent for dozens, even hundreds of years in the Bible until it says, and then man began to call on the name of the Lord. And so we are giving a place in the geography of Northern Hull to say, come and seek the Lord in some way that's contemporary and meaningful and useful and practical. And I'll be honest with you, not overly expensive at all by comparison. Imagine living in the days when the great cathedrals and minsters and great churches of our land were going up and how poor the nation was and how they spent on those cathedrals by comparison I mean they were prosperity gospel guys when you look at the stunning architecture we're actually being very practical but we're still saying the same thing it's a place for you northern Holland and region beyond to seek God to put a spot on earth to say God would you come to earth Abraham built an altar the Shunammite woman set a room up for Elisha and of course the man of God being in her home because he came with God her barrenness went Moses put up a tabernacle then a tent of meeting David wanted to build a temple in the end Solomon actually built the temple that is that his father designed with God's help in in Acts the first thing that was filled was a house There's got to be a place where we gather. He fills the house and then he fills the people in the house. So we're just saying we're going to build another house to bring more blessing to Hull. We're at the northern gateway of Hull saying the gate is open to the king. The gate is open to the king. Amen. So a place in the heart of our community that's saying, God, would you meet us here? Would you bless our kids and bless our schools and bless our people? Amen. And the second thing is we build in response to God's presence. Exodus 3.5, you know the story with Moses. And this line, the place where you are standing is holy ground. As this for a bit of theology, God can make physical places holy yeah. by being there. Yeah. And suddenly, hey, you come in here, take the sandals of your busyness off. This is a little spot where the masonry, with so much prayer and seeking God has gone on in this place, the masonry is infused with God's yeah. presence. You go, well, that's weird yeah. theology. Do you know John G. used to pray over pamphlets yeah. and give them to people? They'd receive them in the post, open them, and get healed. Because yeah. <laughs> wow. God has the capacity to impart. Right. Now, I I would often, I you know, in, in Bridlington Avenue... Um, uh, before the school was, was in, the, in the main hall, like it is in the week now, sometimes some of you would come in your darkest days and sit in a corner of the room. And I might wonder, I mean, you know, are you okay? And you'd, you'd say things like, you know, just the presence of God is here. And it's the only place right now where I feel safe. So I just want to sit because God's here. And people would come in to hire our venue and they go, what is it about this place? Well, God has been sought in this place and God has moved in this place and God has performed miracles in this place and God has comforted us us in our time of pain and need in this place. God's here. It's called holy ground. And so we're creating a little bit of holy ground in the north of Hull to say, God, would you impact and touch uh, this place? Amen? Amen. Uh, Peter, when he saw, when he experienced the glory of God, uh, Luke chapter nine, Jesus is transfigured. Peter's response, see, it's right in our DNA. As soon as he encountered God's amazing glory, he said, whoa, let's put up tabernacles. In other words, it's in the heart of mankind as soon as he senses God to build something. Why? I want to contain this. God, I was in an amazing conference center a few months ago and I experienced an incredible move of God and this place has experienced incredible moves of God for decades and um uh, I, I, uh the, the, the people that, that run the place are essentially getting older and kind of wondering, how long can we go for? And I sense God so powerfully there. I was standing there. Isn't this funny about a place? It's just a building. But I stood there going, "Well, somebody needs to save this because God is so in this place. Don't let it become a bit of history. Yeah. There, there are spots, places where God meets people. And we're going we're gonna to make one. Amen? Because you might not know it, but your prayers impregnate the atmosphere. When you gather for a prayer meeting like hundreds of you going to do tonight with Sandra in Kingswood House. Come on, help me because I put my foot in it with Sandra. Something impregnates Kingswood House. Filters up to the directors on the next floor above. Touches the atmosphere around about. People would drive past Bridgington Avenue. They sometimes come in and go, what goes on in here? Because I just felt something as I drove past. It's a church. What you felt was God. Oh. God. God's everywhere, but he appears in a manifest way in locations where his people have stood year after year and gone. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on this bit of earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Let's pray even as we have our last few weeks in the cinema. Worship over these seats and say, God, would you give dreams to the people that sit in these seats and watch movies? Give them dreams. Convict them. That just means convince them that they need you. Don't let them be hard-hearted or too busy. Lord, would you organize divine appointments for people that sit in these seats in the next years to come in this cinema? Let's leave a spiritual deposit behind. You can do stuff like that. It's powerful. So we're going to create some holy ground. And then we build as an act of love. A a great revivalist near the end of his life was asked in a large event down in London. He had seen God move in the Hebridean revival, which was a remarkable revival. Literally, God swept the island. And in the middle of the night, people started turning up at the church with chairs in their hands, just feeling compelled to come. No advertised meeting. And they brought their own chairs, somehow knowing I'd need a chair. It's going to be full. Nobody had advertised anything. And they just turned up and God swept the island. Then the police station called, uh, rang up, and they, and, and they say, can you come to the police station, Father? The the, the vicary priesty preacher dude, wasn't a priest. But, um, I said, you need to come to the police station. People are coming here overwhelmed by their conviction of sin. And they're just at the police station. Would you come and just sort them out, please? I don't know what to do with them. I can't put them in cells. So... Um, so he went, an amazing revival. And so one of the leaders in that revival was asked, what's the most important thing about revival? And you might think he'd say fire or repent or pray. And he just said others, yeah. others. Something needs to turn our selfish human hearts to being passionate about others. Yeah. We struggle, let's be honest, we struggle with that. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be blunt yeah. with you. I'm quite happy with us meeting on gray seats in Bridlington Avenue. I do not need a bigger building. I don't need the bill and neither do you. But if we are here to reach souls, then we need to go just like a generation ago did who were sat in a, tr- in a little church called Fig Tree at one end of that That's land, right. which is now the school yes. and said, we need to build something bigger. Why? Not for us, for, for them who will become us. Yes. Yes. We always need to think about them who will become us Amen. and not just think, well, it's us now and let's try and hold this till we die. What are we doing? We're thinking about them who are going to become us. Okay, 11 years ago, we were 200 people. Today, we're 650 people across the region, meeting in five locations, six services today. Uh, Them have become us. But now we need to think again and not just hold back, but we need to constantly go, Lord, there's more of them to become us. We want them to have the forgiveness and the peace and the touch of heaven and the delight of who you are, the salvation of their souls, saved families, debt being released. Lord God, we want people to have what you've given us and 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 more. So we need we build, we build for others. Amen. Not for ourselves. So there's absolutely nothing self gratifying in the fleshly sense, about building a building. So that's why a little bit of us will go, why should we? There's a bit in every one of our heads that will do that. Just like when God prods you to go speak to someone about the gospel. Internally, we go, why should we? Why?" Because we don't naturally want to embrace the pain of change. Yeah. But the gospel is this. We're here for others. Amen. For God so loved the world. He didn't love Hull. You're wrong if you think it's just Hull. He didn't just love Christians, you're wrong. He didn't just love good people, you're wrong. For God so loved the whole world, every village in East Yorkshire, every village, town, and city in this nation. He loves the most he loves the paedophile, the rapist, the homosexual. He loves the rich, he loves the poor. He's for every strife to side. he's so loved that he gave. What rang in his heart was others, 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 others so I'll do what costs me so that them can become us. And that's what the gospel is. That's what the gospel So we're building, not for a building, not so we look great, nothing like that. We're building purely and simply to minister to others and to reach others, to gather them. Here's the really powerful bit. Don't, don't get your polarity the wrong way around. Um, yes, to gather, to grow, to meet God, but the most powerful part of who we are 20 locations by 2020 is from there we will send, but you need a good foundation to send from. From, as it said in the Book of Acts, from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth, we're here to go to the ends of the earth. There's something powerful about going. Amen? Amen. So what 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 can you do? Well, number one, pray for planning. Pray as we're going. We've got planning meetings going on right now with the council and other groups. And so we're just going through those uh, stages of planning. We hope that will all be wrapped up in the next few months. Pray for the new build team and directors. I'm sorry if if I've missed any name out. I did this last night, Um, but that is pray specifically for Nigel and Chris and Rob and Darren and myself, and then the three italicised, as well as Nigel and myself, Stuart, Linda, and Bancoli are directors. So between us, we've got practical decisions, then financial and legal decisions that we're on. Pray for finances. We need to raise about 400,000 pounds. Say it quickly, it's not much. Um, it's about 600 pounds per, per member in the church. Um, but the nature of things is that, that uh, uh, they always say 20% of people give the 80%. In other words, it's going to be core members that go, I really feel uh, stirred to give into this way more than 600 pounds. Uh, and people have given over a, a quarter of a million pounds so far, which is great. Um, uh, and I would say, I would encourage you, move from the edge to the core. And if, if your heart can go with it, it's not about amount; It's about sacrifice into the house of God and, and giving. And, and you might also go, here's a little practical thing. Oh, I don't know that my heart's in it. it. The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be. It doesn't say where your heart is, put your treasure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Know that your heart has to be led by good decisions. So if you're struggling to get your heart into it, just give to it. I'll be happy with that, right? Just just give to it. And you'll find your hearts get stirred. You'll want to know the updates. You'll read the updates. You'll go to the blog. You'll find out what's happening. You'll look forward to the next heap offering, which you'll really, really enjoy and uh, and, and we will raise. But literally, your heart follows your finances. What you give to, you get interested in. It piques your interest. Uh, pray for favor with negotiations and tenders and planning and all that kind of stuff going on right now. Uh, we have favor. We want even more. Amen. Uh, pray especially for Nigel. Nigel and Stuart probably do a lot of our most complicated negotiations pray, pray uh, for them real favor. Amen. Uh, just that that would increase. And then read up. I'd encourage you. you're going to get given uh, um, some sheets right now. I call them brochures there. That might be a bit elegant. You're going to get some sheets at the end. There's a new website, as I said, and do feel, feel free to ask any question. There's no out of bounds questions. Okay. There's just feel free to ask. And we will soon, I might might be up there somewhere. We will do some other follow-up presentations with Q&A time and stuff like that, and you can ask anything. There's no there's no secrets, um, uh, so do just ask away. We're here to, we can only respond when you've asked if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, how to give, one-off gifts, you can give um, uh, in this way. All this is on the sheet that you're going to get um, one-off gifts and stuff like that. We're going to start monthly heap offerings here in the middle on the second Sunday of each month from October uh, just to begin to raise finances again. And then every month we'll give you an update before these offerings. And let's just arise and give and get this thing done. Uh, thousands have already been raised. You've got the 1,200 Club here at the end. Thousands of pounds has already been raised uh, by people giving 100 pound a month. Of course, that's 1,200 pound a year, hence 1,200 Club. And uh, if you want to do that, you will get a giving sheet uh, in your brochure. Have a little look at that. Join us in that. And, uh, but you can give any amount. It doesn't have to be £100 a month. We just that's, that, that's a great amount, I thought. So, um, so Vicky and I and, met and a, well a few others have done that for quite a few years now. So, uh, so let's arise and build. Further updates in Q&A meetings will be announced soon. Collect your building, launch brochure as you leave screen for today and pray about how you can support. And then if you just go to the church website, revivechurch.co.uk, you will get um, a website with all this information. And if you're new, so you haven't been around the seven years, you get the whole journey of where we've been and how we've got to where we're at uh, on there too, as well as lots of other things. That's it. What do you think? Let's just... I... I, Let's just get on with it, shall we?